Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got the long-awaited return of my brother, Shervin Jaferia. And uh, this episode, we got to do face-to-face. I learned a lot in the five days that I get to spend with him and his incredible partner, Jamie. Out in Laguna, uh, we attended Paul Cech's Mandala Painting Workshop for a couple of days out in his beautiful new spot uh, near Temecula. It was just incredible, absolutely, on all fronts. And one of the things that blew me away was in our first interview and and certainly in just the time that I spent with him over these five days was the fact that Shervin understands Rudolf Steiner's work perhaps better than anyone I've ever met, only to the exception of Paul Cech. And I would say they're probably equals in many respects when it comes to this. Uh, We took a deep dive into a couple of different books. One, The Influences of Lucifer and Eremon or Ahriman, as he puts it, with the Zoroastrian uh, background. And so, or the Persian the Persian swag, there we go. And um, we take a deep dive into this. It's a fantastic episode on these two pivotal forces, these two polarities that are at hand. And uh, Rudolf Steiner, you know, just one of the most genius people ever. I think he wrote 118 books on different subjects. Consider that for a moment. 118 books on different subjects. He was the founder and father of biodynamic and organic farming. Many of you have heard me talk about dry farm wines and why they're so important and so fantastic as a company and curator of such amazing wine. But biodynamic farming is absolutely critical moving forward with our current farming practices. Uh, Founder of Waldorf Education Style. Say what you want about Waldorf schools individually, hundreds of years down the road, but he understood incredibly well, perhaps better than anybody, how children should be educated and the way that they flow, the way that they learn through song, the uh, understanding that kids need to be in nature outdoors as they learn with movement practices and your rhythm and body awareness. And uh, these types of rhythms, not only the rhythms of their own body and the rhythms of the day, but the rhythms of the earth itself and the celebration of the equinoxes and the solstices. Solstices. There we go. All right. I've rambled long enough. You're going to love this episode. It's a short one. It's a banger. It's one of my all-time favorites. Stay tuned to the end of this to hear about Shervin's company, Symbiotica, which is just incredible. This episode is brought to you by... Lucy. Lucy gum was developed by Caltech scientists who were former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative and researched and developed for three years. They created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that has three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also created a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine and cherry ice flavor. These products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, even in the gym. Now, interesting, many of you have heard me talk about the ridiculousness of some of the states, even the one I was born in, with the COVID lockdown and all that kind of stuff. So I had to fly out here for this podcast. And on the flight, they were pretty strict on the mask situation. I had to double up my gator <laughs> on the way back. But I was still able to throw in my Lucy, Lucy lozenge, which was fantastic because of the fact that they don't allow dip. Obviously, there's no smoking for a good reason on airplanes. But on the flight, I could enjoy it. I could knock out work. I could keep reading. 
some Rudolf Steiner, which I had just been switched on to from Chervin. So plenty of reasons you want to have Lucy at your disposal. It is the most convenient. It can be used anywhere. I've talked about it in the gym as a great nootropic and why nootropics are awesome in the gym. Check it out. You're going to get 20% off any order applicable to all products at lucy.co. That's L-U-C-Y dot C-O. And you use promo code KKP at checkout. That's lucy.co, promo code KKP. We're also brought to you by Four Sigmatic. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin Arabica coffee with lion's mane mushrooms for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane instead of regular coffee, and I love how it helps me focus so I can get shit done. It's amazing, and I absolutely feel an uptick in my productivity every time I drink it. It helps me focus like nothing else. Mushroom coffee is also easy on my gut, and it doesn't leave me with that awful jittery feeling or midday crash. All Four Sigmatic products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free, plus every single batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety, so you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. Now, you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee it tastes just like the coffee you love. It brews dark and nutty and tastes incredible. Over 20,000 five-star reviews, and best of all, Four Sigmatic backs their products with a 100% money-back guarantee. Love every sip or get your money back. Now, this is my absolute favorite coffee on the planet. It actually has a bit less caffeine than regular coffee, and some of you might be turned off by that, but the more I've gotten into meditation, the more I've gotten into quieting mind. I've talked about this a million times on these podcasts, but I can't stand getting wired up and then trying to come down in meditation. And many of you know I've been doing the meditation twice a day since I've had Emily Fletcher on the podcast. And the afternoon meditation is shit if I'm too gassed up. So I actually have to just hit a sweet spot. Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee gets me there because of the lion mane's mushrooms and the effect that it has on my neurochemistry. It is fantastic. You guys are going to absolutely love this stuff. And they're working on an exclusive deal right now for my listeners, only for my listeners, the Kyle Kingsbury podcast. You're going to get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. That is up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash KKP. Again, it's only for my listeners. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash KKP. Again, 40% off and free shipping right now, foursigmatic.com slash KKP. We are also brought to you by Birch Living. Birch is the best bed on the planet. Birch makes organic, non-toxic mattresses made right here in America and shipped straight to your door with no contact delivery, free shipping, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. Birch mattresses are made here in America, America, with just three materials sourced straight from nature, organic latex, New Zealand wool, and American steel springs. Birch mattresses are certified organic, and they donate 1% of all sales to the National Forest Foundation which plants trees in American forests. And they're comfortable. I got a king-size bed with two of their pillows, and it is fantastic. I, I actually I had it in our upstairs living room and because uh, I didn't want to, I, I wanted to trial it out. I didn't want to replace my bed in the room. I just wanted to trial it, have it as the trial bed. And I actually sleep up there in the living room right now because it's so good. And I, I got to wait for the old man to come through 
to swap it out. But I, I think I like sleeping in the upstairs living room. It's actually pretty phenomenal. I've got a better outlook after doing the sheepdog response training with my boy, Tim Kennedy. I like being in the upstairs living room. So it is incredible. I sleep on it every night. It's the best sleep. It supports my back and my old injuries. And it's just incredible. You guys are going to love this stuff. So if you're looking for a new mattress, check out birchliving.com slash Kyle. And they've got everything you're looking for. They have a 25-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know you will. Birch is giving $200 off all mattresses and two free organic eco-rest pillows at birchliving.com slash Kyle. That's $200 off all mattress orders and two free organic pillows. I know some of you are sleeping on saggy old mattresses at night and you deserve better than that. So give yourself an upgrade. Last but not least, we are brought to you by my dudes, Organifi. And there was a ton of people. We had Drew Canole on the podcast, the founder of Organifi, who's one of my favorite people on planet Earth. And I was pleasantly surprised to see a ton of Organifi staff at the Paul Check Painting Workshop that I was just at with Shervine. Just incredible people. And you know, you can always tell, you can tell if people are telling the truth or not about how their company works because everyone was rocking Organifi gear. They had ear-to-ear grins and they were all love. Huge hugs, huge love to them as a company. I absolutely love you guys. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Organifi green juice. You can start your day with essential superfoods that help reduce stress and reset your morning. These contain a clinical dose of ashwagandha and it supports healthy cortisol levels which aid in weight management. Here's some key benefits. 11 superfoods for resetting the body and feeling amazing. It takes just 30 seconds. No shopping, chopping, juicing, or blending. 600 milligrams of clinically proven ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic herb. 100% USDA certified organic. Helps decrease cortisol and cortisol support. Helps promote and support healthy response to stress. And helps reduce food cravings. You just blend it up. You don't even need to blend it up. You just shake it up in plain water. It's got a little stevia in it, I believe, as a sweetener. So it tastes sweet and delicious. My son loves it. Many of you saw the Instagram post that my wife and I did. This stuff is fantastic if shit hits the fan and you can't make it to a grocery store, which is highly likely to happen again. Sorry. And, uh, and it's great for travel. So even though I won't be going back to California very often... Uh, definitely something I have on my carry-on with me at all times. It's one of the ways that I stay healthy and well-rounded while in the air. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about some of these key ingredients. They've got Moringa in it. Moringa has been an important part of Ayurvedic medicine for over 4,000 years. It has been nicknamed the miracle plant for its ability to nourish and fight. And as I mentioned, ashwagandha is in there, a very important Ayurvedic herb. And chlorella, a single-celled green freshwater algae, nutrient-rich, high in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, especially high in chlorophyll, alkalizing and detoxifying, liver-supporting and blood-cleansing, and can help remove heavy metals and pesticides from the body. Contains a high amount of chlorophyll, which will cleanse the bowels, liver, and the blood. Potent antioxidant for immune support and the rest of the body. It increases energy and does a whole host of other things. Check it all out at www.organifi.com slash KKP. That is www.organifi.com slash KKP and use code word KKP at checkout for 20% off everything in the store. All right, y'all, without further ado, my dude, Shervine. I got you back, brother. It's good to be back in my home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to be in your home. We've oh, man. Absolutely incredible weekend. It just, it just blew by. And 
at the same time, it felt like it was forever, right? Because we were so present in every experience and the conversations were so illustrated from our hearts. And I, I just, um, I'm just stoked right now that I, I knew I had a, a brother, but I'm just stoked that it's been completely confirmed on all levels. So I'm honoring you, brother. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, yeah. that's mirrored in me. I feel that big time, big yeah. time. Yeah. We've, we've, we've gone down some deep, deep rabbit holes, uh, far too much for the one hour that we have. Yeah, you got to get your flight. Strict one hour since I got this flight and I'm, I'm a decent amount of uh, time away from San Diego Airport, which was a head scratcher why I flew in there because Paul's not even that close to San Diego. So. No, yeah, John Wayne is right here. It's like 20 <laughs> minutes away. I won't make that mistake next time. But um, let's dive right in. We've talked Rudolf Steiner on our first podcast a bit about biodynamic farming and the Waldorf education system, and a lot of what he was about. I had dipped my my toes in the depths of his waters when it comes to spirituality. I have maybe two of his books. I think he wrote 118 mm-hmm. or at least 118 different topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could do many of these, but there are a couple of things that we have rabbit-holed on this trip and they've really dovetailed and mirrored a lot of our conversations with Paul Check. We did a painting mandala workshop, and uh, I'm going to have him on via uh, Zencaster or something via the interwebs to unpack that because that was a hell of an experience. But I want to dive into Lucifer and Ahriman. 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 <laughs> yeah, buddy. The the Persian, uh, you know, evil god if you will. And I, I think it's great because most people, you know, they think of Rudolf Steiner, they think of Waldorf education, they think of biodynamic farming, all of these incredible principles um, that were designed with so much thought and so much awareness of not only the physical, but also the etheric body and the etheric world. That's the whole, um, you know, approach when it comes to teaching children and allowing children to um, get their own faculties through their own experience and seeing things outside of just a, a tyrannical controlled, you know, curriculum, right? Which is, you know, modern education today, especially in the Western world. And then in biodynamic farming, it's beyond just, you know, good non-hybrid seeds and organic husbandry. It's embracing all of the elements, including the waxing and waning of the moon, you know, herbal elementals, crystal elementals, the sacred cow, and, you know, how to create the the black gold, if you will, by burying it into a bullhorn and putting it underground for six months in the winter, to the cosmology and knowing what time to be doing all these things, closed lips, loop system. So it's, it's really, it, it's its name, dynamic. It's a dynamic approach. Now, all of those things are the most beautiful aspects of, in my perspective, um, raising children and growing your own food, which is what, where we have to lead to. But for myself and through my anthroposophy and my Steiner experience, it's going deep into the inner consciousness and the realm that we call our living embodiment. And that's uh, a very unique uh, um, way of looking at things. And it's through the, lot, through the lens of the Trinity. And so to get into the Trinity, Trinity, you and I dove deep last night and we actually did a, a live on the gram and it was uh, very powerful. I was reading off the book um, from the influences of Lucifer and Araman. And so 
these are the two cosmic forces and um, that are opposing. Lucifer being um, hyper beautiful, hyper spiritual, the bearer of light. Most people, when they hear Lucifer, they think of a slithering demon, you know, red pitchfork and all that kind of stuff. But that's nothing but the but a, an illusion that's been casted from, you know, Hollyweird and Abrahamic type stuff. Lucifer is the 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 embodiment within us that wants to be at the hierarchy, that wants to be God's chosen one, that wants to be illuminated into the knowledge that the masses don't know. That's a that's a very luciferic complex is to feel everyone is beneath you because you've been chosen. We were talking about the story of Icarus and Icarus and his father Daedalus were bound to an island. Um, you know, they were exiled and they were able to get these wings put onto their body, these wax wings that were so magnanimous, beautiful wings. And they were flying off the island and they were both coasting and all of a sudden Icarus, the sun shined on Icarus and he was seeing his wings sparkle. So he, he wanted to get closer to the sun because of its beauty and how it was reflecting off him. And as he got closer, his dad yelled, no, don't get too close. But he was so enamored by his own beauty and his connection to the sun force that his wings melted and he fell to his death, right? And that's a very good symbolic approach of looking at the Luciferic energy where his dad stayed at you know medium balanced center point homeostasis and was able to make it out there and be, and be able to transmutate that whole experience and live a most incredible life. So that's a um, you know we find ourselves in this community. So a lot of people listening to this, they might be in the realm of plant medicines. They might be in the realm of an awakening. They might be in a realm of learning new things about themselves. It's very important. It's a very critical aspect is that you stay grounded and you stay honest with who you are too, where you can't get too heady and you get you can't get too lofty in visions and fantasy because they'll pull you out of the body and not only will it limit your ability to have true growth, but it also can t- take you into many different forms of diseases that are luciferic by nature, blood disorders, brain disorders, things like that. So that's the luciferic uh, you know, force or impulse that we have in this world. Now that force is here no matter what. There's nothing changing that. That's part of the construct. And this has been, this is, this is before Steiner. Steiner just was able to create a, um, a way of turning it into something real and you can see it from your own perspective. Very well, you know, very did a very well job, uh, clean job illuminating it, if you will, um, beyond just the psychology aspect, right? And we talked a little bit about how Jung said there's two poles and then the central ego, ego is in between those two poles, and those two poles could be, you know, heavenly and earthly. So it's very similar in a Jung perspective. Steiner just illustrated it more with the art and with the imagery and with what, what's happening in our world. And the thing, I just want to chime in. I'm going to fucking really just let you run with this whole thing because there's so much. No, I, I love I us going back and forth. Is that um, just like Paul Levy talks about in the spelling with Tico, mm-hmm. it's not a character that's outside of us. 
it's not, you know, we anthropomorphize everything and we make a man out of this. That's the little, you know, the little trickster guy who's, yeah. who's fucking with everybody. Who's this one being don't sell your soul to don't fuck with that kind of thing. And it's like, no, no, no. Fractally, if we are the imprint of the whole made in God's image, all of this exists within us. And, and the reason he illuminates these forces is because we brush up against them from within our own psyche and from within our own soul. Absolutely. And so that, that, that to me was what really stood out. One of the cornerstones of what really stood out is in how we work and brush up against these things. 100%. Well said. So it's not, so we don't, we're not like, we're, you can't create this isolation mentality and feel that these things are outside of you. This is a construct from within. It's an embodiment. I have Luciferic energy in me. I also have Aramonic energy in me. This isn't something um, so polarizing that we can't look within ourselves. That's the, the key is to find it within you so you can shine light on it and create stability and balance. Um, something we didn't talk about last night, but children come into this world with a Luciferic energy. They're more Luciferic than they are Aramonic. What does that mean? They come in, and again, let's let's really define what Luciferic means. Very head, very in the head, very in the spiritual, very in the visions, very in the um, hyper imagination, right? So if you can think of a child, a child is you know their brain is in theta wave, which is the Hertz um, cycle that allows you to pick up everything that you're experiencing around you and to actually take those things and go into other forms of imagination layers and layers and layers you can see it in children's eyes they're you know they're they're full of wonder it's almost like they're in a constant journey you know some kind of medicine journey it's it's amazing it's so beautiful it's how we've been constructed and so if you can look at that that's an impulse that is running strong it isn't till later and and unfortunately with modern day schooling and modern day parenting, that imagination and that energy, that impulse gets shrouded by the aramonic impulse and almost de- and almost deconstructs the child's creative center, right? So all of a sudden, so I think that's a good way to segue into Araman. So Araman is the Persian deity of evil that was the opposing force of Ahura Mazda, Ahura Mazda is the light being in Zoroastrianism, which is the first monotheism faith in the world. And it's interesting that Steiner used um, Ahurman as the opposing force of Lucifer, which makes total sense because Ahurman's whole thing was he was, um, you know, confusing everyone's uh, ability to transcend into a higher level of attainment by telling them you're just an earthly body. You're just flesh and bone. You've, you've evolved from apes. You know, all of those different things. Science, science, science. There's nothing more to this. Just live nihilistic and just live with the primal, um, you know, uh, animal instinct energy. That's, that's what Arhaman is, where, where Lucifer is heady, fire, the blood, the beauty. Arhaman is a um, disgusted, filthy, um, sclerotic. You know, we talked about this, the whole calcification situation where calcification is pr- pretty much the root of all disease that have anything to do with, you know, vascular issues and anything like that. You can see elderly people, they start to like, sh- you know, their, their bodies start to like misalign and they start to get locked in. That's a aramonic energy. Whereas people that you've, you've probably seen that are in their 80s and 90s that are balanced, 
that are in they're they're encompassing all of their energies they're still supple they can still move right but when you're stuck in that that framework of a mentality that it's all material your body naturally will go into that direction so arman is what we find today as science um you know injecting things into people's bodies government right to govern meant the mind govern the mind when you have an an, uh, an agency out there that is holding your will down and controlling you and labeling you and creating statistics from everything you do that's an aramonic energy and so these two forces are completely opposing Yet at the same time, when you are not aware of them, you can jump from both extremes very rapidly. And that's when things get extremely dangerous. Very, very tough on the, on the physical constitution and the emotional constitution because you're not finding any balance. And so, you know, Steiner saw it in the early, you know, it was 1916, 1917. The lectures that I was reading last night was from Dornich in 1917. He saw it coming. He said we were we were in the throes of the Aramonic deception, you know, because you know thousands of years leading into that had been strong religious undertones, right? Everyone was in the religion. Everyone was into the belief system. There was not so much individuality. When individuality came about, it became you know more about me, 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 and then from there it was the separation of the God, the religious God. And then it started becoming about science, right? And it started pretty well. You know, there was starting to be create a nice balance. There was, you know, mathematics and all these things were, were starting to, you know, create a different opportunity to, to have human growth. People started taking care of their health more, all of those things. When it became the enterprise and it would, when the system realized this is how we're, this is how we're going to move from, you know, the religious persecution and the religious control now we're going to get them under the scientific control. And that's when we have scientism. And you see that word being used all the time um, in, on, on the internet and on social media now that this wasn't a common word two years ago. Uh, you know, Avocado and I, Wolf and I, have been using this term scientism for at least 12 years. And it's now made its way out into the, the realm of the circle of people that are in our influence and are doing things about about it that want to shake up what we call the modern mafia of medical systems. And so going going into that, Araman wants to keep us um, very limited in our ability to transcend, our ability to grow, our ability to see the unique spiritual aspects of nature and how we're interwoven and interconnected. Araman is technocracy, it's artificial intelligence, it's computer systems, it's all of these things. And it's interesting because Steiner says Arhaman is incarnating in form in the 21st century. Okay, so there are anthroposophists that believe he's actually taking human form, which could be very possible. Who, who knows? In my opinion, that's possible, but I really see it as Arhaman has incarnated through technology. And, and through technology has incarnate, incarnated into the minds and hearts of children and eventually into men. And so we're in that cycle where 
you know, we have never hit this level of materialism. I mean, through the 60s and 70s and then 80s, it was just complete annihilation of the spiritual order. And that's when you have, you know, all these radical extreme corporate corporatocracies going and destroying the world, destroying the environment and all that stuff. And so when you have this crazy materialistic mechanistic energy you're going to have people that are carnated here in the 80s and 90s like us that are so disgusted by materialism that we find ourselves lost into hyper spirituality and so that takes us into you know there's a lot of people that are into alcohol and drug use and all of these things all of those things for the most part are luciferic and so because the materialism is so strong and we're so in this structure and we were in elementary school and this, we had to learn all this bullshit and it was all of this crap TV and all this, you know, who cares about the politics and all of these things. It pushed so many souls that couldn't even comprehend materialism into hyper visionary fantasy world and drugs is the main portal for that. All and, all those drugs. Drugs can lie on both sides of that equation, right? Like sure. if you're fucking numbing and slamming alcohol and opiates, that's going to draw you into self. It's not going to be an expansive thing. That that's is an harmonic right? extreme. Right? Absolutely. And then the, the, you know, I could raise my hand on this, you know, yeah. like even recently jumping in head first into some of the deeper ends of the pool of the spirit world and, and perhaps not having the grounding cord or the balance necessary to navigate that um, smoothly, yeah. you know, and then having to pick up the pieces on the back end, which we've been doing all weekend. Right. You know, so tons of gratitude for that. But yeah, Ima imagine could, you had this awareness. Of course. Yeah. The, like at, it's in a those navigation times, tool. Right? Total. This, that's all this is. This isn't like some kind of thing where you can learn about the story and what's unfolding and all that stuff. Of course, you'll have a little bit of that awareness, but it's really how you would approach your decision-making and your own perspective and basically discernment through the process. Because you would see that these are forces within me and they're part of this whole experience. And within the balance of it, which you know Steiner calls the Christ impulse, today maybe people call it the Christ consciousness, is that it's the ultimate balance between those two opposing forces. And if you had those faculties and you had, had been trained in that and made aware of that at an early age, let's say at four or five or six and seven, and it became part of your anthroposophy or it became part of your, your, your entire reality, how would your life have evolved from that? You know, what, what, did, what would it have been able to bring you? You know, and, and what would you possibly might have avoided? Now, I know pain and all those things are medicines, but if we can av avoid a good number of them to a certain degree because we're on the path, I believe that's the, the path we want to be on. And, and like Jack said, you know, the pain teacher starts with a whisper. And if you keep not listening, it's going to knock at the totally. door. And if you keep not listening, it's going to kick down the door. Absolutely. So the ability to tune in and listen when it's whispering yeah. is always preferred to getting the, the door kicked in and winding 100%. up with a huge injury or 17 days being spun out. You yeah. You, you were, yeah, exactly. That was, you know, that was a powerful experience you went there. And I can relate because I've been there with that, that medicine that we're talking about 5-MEO. Um, you were, I was, and you were as well. I was smoking a lot of cannabis, strong cannabis in my late teens, you know, early 20s. There was a period of time where um, in college I was smoking, you know, bowls 
every single two, three hours. And it was some form of escapism for me. And so that's, that's a luciferic energy of removing ourselves from the reality at hand, whether it was because of pain or because of the structure of it. It just didn't align with who I was. And I would go into fantasy realms in, on cannabis. So a lot of people ask me, what's my opinion on cannabis use? It's all about intention. Everything is intention, intention, intention. Everything we're talking about, about having the perspective of Lucifer and Armand is intention, right? It's how you go about making decisions and seeing the world through a lens that can give you a clear perspective on what's governing everything and how you're, you're embedded in that entire thing. Because we are, we are all coming from the same place. Right, we all have the same desires and the same feelings and the same wants. Some might be a little bit more extreme than others, but it's that inner core um, of of literally having a harmony from within and knowing your own desires, accepting them, and not allowing you to have to jump to another extreme because you you're you're angry at yourself or you know you want to deny yourself. That's where things can get hectic in life. And that's where self-loathing becomes. And all of those are, you know, high, high luciferic impulses and highly aramonic impulses. You know? it's, it's interesting when we were, uh, you know, Czech talked about at this workshop that a lot of us were going to have the ability to glean from other people's explanations of the artwork. You know, as he was breaking down someone yeah. else, there was going to be important messages for each of us in there. That's why we were drawn together. And... Um, something he had mentioned was there is thesis, antithesis, and then synthesis, right? And I, I, again, I'm seeing things in threes everywhere right now, just in our conversations and and, then talking about, you know, these two forces and the Christ force. Um, But you mentioned harmony and, and that has been my intention this year. Last year, it was about dissolving illusion, you know, and I was wearing tiger's eye everywhere. Oh, wow. like, yeah. I, even, I even have it on my journal, you know, this, oh, cool. this journal Aaron Alexander, our buddy got, got me from India and I fully broke down the illusion, you know, and yeah. I tried to share that with uh, as many of my listeners as possible, but now it is about harmony. And I, and I think really, you know, that is coming back to the synthesis of these forces within the synthesis of my compass on where I take my life in every decision. And this is an opportunity here for us to get a cleaner look at what is pushing us. And the, and the fact that, you know, you've mentioned we can be it either jumping from one pole to the other or experiencing both at the same time. Yes. Right? Like yeah. that, that's an important one to understand too. It really is. And um, I'm, you know, I feel that we live in cycles, right? And so what you're experiencing from, you know, going directly into it Versus now you're coming out on the other other side of it, and your your body, your mind, your heart is telling you to get into a harmonious state. So then now you can take that experience and actually apply it, right? Because we can go into those those worlds. It's how it's what we do with it that matters, right? And so to feel that um, you know your your desire. I mean, you're probably feeling it from the inside that it's time for harmony, so I can get into a flow state. And looking at you know the the coding of this world, there really is a push to be extreme. It's almost become an attractive thing, right? Be this absolute maniac fighter who's just beating up everybody, or this crazy off-road 
you know, motorcycle guy that's going to the extreme. That's the, that's attractive. And then in other communities, the attractive is that complete yogi who's in full silence, who's fasting for 24 days, who's not talking, who gave up everything. You know, there's, it's where are these, what's, what's pushing these extremes? And the extreme of the, the software engineer who yeah. gets, has to get straight A's as a kid and has to go to the best college and has to work 15 hours a day and just use the Google nap pod yeah. you know, and just get it done, get it done, get it done, nuts and bolts. It, it's, it's outrageous. You know, and that per- those individuals might accomplish something cool in the material form, or you know, they might inspire a group of people. But what's really happening to their karma? What's happening to their to them? You know, and ultimately they are us, right? And that's like that's the whole thing with Steiner is he really didn't see a separation between people. You know, he said, suffering is suffering. If you if someone's suffering and you experience them suffering, you're suffering, right? And that's, that's having a, an empathetic, you know, view of self. Having just empathy for someone in pain is not enough. If you have empathy for self, then you really feel that. That's, that's like that code. Yeah, and the, the definition of self... And the definition of kingdom, you know, when we get into like king, warrior, magician, lover, and things of that nature, it starts with the self of Shervin. It starts with the self of Kyle. And then that self becomes the family unit and it becomes the, the nationalism. And then it becomes the globe itself. And then it becomes the cosmos and everything in between and the entire spirit world all as one being. Absolutely. You know, and we, we touched that yeah. in, in the Sonoran Desert Toad and 5-MeO-DMT. We touched that, <laughs> the remembering and realization that yeah. we are one being. 100%. Individuated in the most beautiful and unique way, which needs to be celebrated, not homogenized. Yeah. And there's a big push for homogenization right now. And everything. And yeah. all things. Yeah, we are, um, you know, that's, that's the reality of the current construct is to take the essence out of everything and to, you know, make it into a statistic and turn it into something that can be um, chopped up and, and sold off. And weighed, not, measured. Weighed, measured, yeah another aramonic impulse. So I think a good meditation for everyone to do and, and, and to really start to grasp what this is all about is just start looking at the political scene. You know, start looking at the, um, you know, the education system, the healthcare system, you know, the, the financial systems. Look at all the systems, right? Look at all of the you know everything that's governing from a, from an agency, and review them. I mean, obviously, you, you'll probably have an immediate perspective, but see how things are being run right now, and are they working? Are these things working? Are we getting better? Are we growing to a, a higher level of health and wisdom? And are we taking care of each other better? Are people caring for each other more? Is there more forgiveness in the world? Is there or more, more forgiveness? Judgment? Yeah, these are. These <laughs> are, are we things. coming together closer? Or are we pushing each other further apart? It's unreal. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah, and, and some would say that you know this is all you know part of the cosmic giggle, right? Or 
this is the cosmic joke, right? So if you, you know, some of us feel about everything that's going on. And I can say for myself, that's why I do what I do. And I know that's why you do what we do. We've been talking about that um, over lunch yesterday was, you know, we're really here to, to make some change and to create a life worth living and worth remembering. And my whole thing is finding balance between my own personal life, my own health, and being able to help others and be part of this collective upswing because it's, you know, we're, we've hit a pretty crazy state that we're in right now. This is, you look at all those things I just mentioned, the systems, they're all falling apart. Everything's falling apart. This is the truth. And I know that it's cliche to say, oh, well, we're just having the unraveling and this is happening and this and that, but we can't ravel back if we don't gain our faculties. And I, and the, understanding these impulses this is a, a very helpful tool to redefine your life and to redefine your awareness in this life and how you view things. And it can help modify you into becoming more of a product, productive um, soul in the collective of wanting to get a, things done, where you're not just sitting there and fantasizing about things and in your head because it's there's a tendency to be stuck in that luciferic complex. So if you're if you're in this community uh, that we're in where we're interwoven, we're interconnected, we're, we know what's going on with health, we know what's going on with the soil, we know what's going on with food, we get the systems, you know, we're we're experimenting with sacred medicine, we're connecting with the indigenous tribes, all those kinds of things. You could definitely go into a luciferic impulse where you're just fantasizing about what needs to happen. Right? And it feels good to be in that fantasy, but year after year after year, really nothing's coming of it. And where are we going with it? So look inside of yourself and find tools to get you a little bit more grounded so your fantasies and visions can start being applied and we can start making some fundamental change and we can start growing together and uniting together. And, and that's something that you and I were talking about. I was like, okay, I want to really get involved with some of the things that you guys are doing. I want my tribe involved with your tribe. Let's, let's create that movement. What does that look like? Are we going to go? We're going to go make, develop a community. Are we going to go get you know? Start creating curriculums. Are we going to go start working on food supplies? Are we going to start really nurturing uh, the children? Are we going to start really working on getting the right seeds to the right farmers and helping them? Are we going to go look for the best water on Earth and and really protect that so the big corporations aren't taking over those water supplies? You know all these things that are fundamental to this dimension because the the luciferic complex is is coming in strong because Aramon is destroying everything so the luciferic complex is coming where people are don't they don't care anymore about this world they don't care about this dimension anymore and so now it's about just transcending somewhere else it's like the martyr who gives the, up their life here to yeah. to hopefully get the goodwill pass into heaven yeah, but they're not even being the martyr. They're just they're they're just like f it at this point. They're just like they're not. You know, that's the whole thing. Like if you look at the Abrahamic religions, or let's look at Christianity. And Christianity has so many beautiful aspects to it. But at the core of it, you have a population of people that d- their vision of paradise doesn't belong this earth. This is actually their hell. Earth becomes hell in their doctrine, and so they're 
incarnating somewhere far over there and they're leaving here. So that that is a luciferic impulse because you've already taken your consciousness out of the presence of this and you're somewhere else. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's dangerous because what what is that doing? That's leaving that's leaving chaos here. And that's a chaotic energy. And that's such a, um, you know, that's so prevalent right now in what we're dealing with. We have fanaticals everywhere. Anything that's fanatic, you know, this whole Democrat, you know, Republican thing, that is the definition of not being in balance with Ahriman and Lucifer's impulse. This having to choose a side. What, what is, where did that come from? This two-party system. How does that even make any sense? There's certain things that, hey, I'm I'm pretty lax on that. I, so that would mean that I have a, a, a liberal or you know open perspective on. There's certain things that I'm. There's no way. That's just the worst ever, right? And so I could be conservative on that. I don't have to be attached to a certain group, you know. And that's limiting. And that's the same thing when it comes to our inner conscious. Sometimes we're so stuck in our own, you know our own control system of our mind, it's not allowing us to, you know, flow. And, you know, if something doesn't properly bend, it breaks. And these people, they break and they break a lot. And, and you might have a friend or I might know someone. I, I know this, this girl who's hyper spiritual and every three, four days, she's having some kind of, you know, seance. Rev- yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's wild. She's breaking down a lot. She's breaking down. It's very emotional highly emotional, frantic. And she's leading into disease. She's starting to create and manifest autoimmune diseases, blood disorders, um, cognitive disorders. That's all luciferic. Luciferic is completely deflating you from being at your core constitution. And there's also, I have friends that are absolutely incarnated aramonic energies. And their bodies are falling apart because they're not al- allowing themselves the rest and openness that they deserve, right? So they're just stuck in inflammation. They're stuck in all these things. It's so, it's so powerful the, the, the way that you can look at these impulses and see people's health, right? Versus someone who's flowing, who's always a student, that has a spiritual practice that's balanced, that's grounded, that's not based on their having to push their agenda on someone else. They're in their own constitution. They always want to learn. They're always um, in, the, uh, in, the, in a, the presence of themselves by honoring themselves. And you can see those people are just, they're just built a lot stronger, you know, because their constitution is not draining them all the time. It's not fleeting and they're staying present. When you stay present, your body can stay present. If your mind is going somewhere else all the time, the body starts to follow you. And when the body starts to follow the mind, then you're going to have health issues. And that's where we talked about with our, you know, our precious internal system and our GI tract and our kidneys and our liver and all that stuff. It's fascinating. Everyone wants to, t- wants to worry about one little specific organ or one little thing here. It's about this. No, it's about that. That's an aramonic deception. We are, we are completely whole. You know, the medical system, the way it uh, diagnoses and treats, that's Araman, literally incarnated through 
the medical system through the mind of a you know standard operating medical doctor, the way that they treat anything that's removing the the pain, right? So we talked about that. This, this is a good one. So symptomology, right? Which is all pharmaceutical drugs, and it's also over the counter drugs, and it's also drugs that we're dealing with on the streets, right? You mentioned it earlier, opiates, even alcohol. So alcohol, alcohol is interesting because. Hold on, let me stay on that track. So, and I'm just, I'm just rambling right now. So, symptomology, right? So, we're blocking the body's ability to connect to the pain when the body is trying to tell the the brain there's something hurting, and it's going probably through the gut axis and into the brain. These these drugs, they're literally shutting down our ability to talk to ourselves. And I use the analogy if let's say you go buy a $10 million Ferrari Enzo, you drive it off the dealership, you're on PCH, all of a sudden four check lights come on. Would you put duct tape over those check engine lights? You'd be <laughs> you'd have to be crazy to do that. You'd actually probably immediately pull over and not even drive that car another foot because that could destroy that $10 million car, right? You'd have it towed and it would be done like that and they'd, they would check it. Well, our life, our bodies are infinitely worth more than a $10 million Ferrari Enzo, right? This is priceless. There's no uh, trillions of dollars. You know, there's no, there's no money. You can't even, but we do that all the time. We're living in the state of blocking every single one of those symptoms we're, we're discommunicating ourselves in so many ways. And that's not just through pharmaceutical drugs. That could be through all things. That could be through cannabis. That can be through coffee. That can be through alcohol. That could be through cigarettes. That could be with all forms of addiction, right? I talk about addiction all the time. I think it's one of the most important aspects to learn about, for example, your thyroid, right? Everyone's dealing with some kind of thyroid issue. They're either they're hyperthyroid or hypothyroid, those things. That's Sherving, what do I do about this? I'm on Synthroid. I've been on T3. I'm, I, can't, I can't lose weight. You know, well, you can't lose weight because your body is confused and the metabolism isn't properly functioning because there's a blockage there. There's something going on. There's something that you're not getting to. And by you putting in a pharmaceutical form of T3, that problem's not being fixed, right? It's the same thing. That's, there's many layers to this. And one thing to jump on regarding alcohol. Alcohol really embodies both the luciferic and aramonic energy. So for example, it's, this is cosmic alchemy. You know, at our time with Paul Checks, my mandala was about the philosopher's stone. Okay? It was how do you transmutate uh, lead into gold? You know, the, the, the ancient alchemists, you know, they were working their basic scientific pro- processes to turn lead into gold because lead's the most abundant and they wanted all the riches. Little did they know that they couldn't do it with the way they were doing it. And most of them were killing themselves from mercury poisoning or whatever. It's, you know, but the true philosopher's stone, the true al- alchemy is transmutation of your own animalistic primal stuff that we were born with into uh, going into the Tao into going into oneness, into going into an embodiment of the Philosopher's Stone, which is true sovereignty and true freedom. And it's interesting, that whole Hermes Trismegistus and that whole aspect of the Hermetic Code and all that stuff, that's really Lucifer and Aramon. It's the same thing. It's the same vibration of finding harmony and finding balance. 
So when we talk about alcohol, alcohol has been used by most alchemists for thousands and thousands of years. Alcohol, ethanol, you extract. So, so what are these alcohol tinctures, right? So you see them, right? They're fantastic. I have many here. Alcohol pulls the essence out of the flower or the herb. It's interesting. It can actually remove the essence. That's why we use alcohol to extract from medicinal mushrooms, from herbs, all, all of those things. And I, I've probably made thousands of really high-end tinctures. Well, what's happening when we drink alcohol? Okay, which the etymology of alcohol is algul, which means evil spirit. And that's why they call alcohol drinks spirits. What's happening is we're removing our essence. So if you have one or two drinks of alcohol, you're okay. And you're going into a heightened luciferic energy. But once you start going into three, four, five, and the liver, which is the alchemist of the body, the liver is the, our, the body's alchemist, by the way. If anyone wanted to know what's the alchemy of the alchemist inside the body, it's the liver. The liver is converting everything. It's converting hormones, proteins, carbohydrates, toxins, parasites, viruses. Geotagging. That was a cool one you were telling it's me about. It's geotagging. It's putting its stamp and saying, this is where you go. This is where you go. That's what the liver does. The liver in, in all forms of you know, different systems is the most important organ in the body. More important than the heart. Because in, in terms of... I mean, if you remove your heart, can you live? No, of course not. But the heart does not do what the liver does. The liver does everything, right? So if you have more than two, three drinks, and let's say that you're possibly, you know, you're not Irish and you may, maybe you're Native American, and you don't have those enzymes to break down the aldehydes, all of a sudden, the body freezes up and starts to pull and leach all the important critical aspects of the body. So remember, when we take an alcohol tincture, what are we doing? When I put chaga mushrooms and reishis and shizandra and I, I let that sit for a year in the dark with you know Reka vodka, what am I doing? I'm pulling the essence out of the plant, out of the material and putting it into the alcohol. The alcohol is taking it out, taking the essence. Then I can use that alcohol. I can distill it. I can do whatever I want and I can take the medicinal value of it, right? The same thing's happening to the human body. When you put too much alcohol in it, it's pulling your essence out, right? So the first couple of drinks has a luciferic energy. You get, you're on a party, you're ready to go. It's stimulant, right? You get into a little bit of ego, right? Alcohol's ego-driven, right? Cocaine, ego-driven. Ayahuasca, removing ego. DMT, removing ego. LSD, removing ego. Mescaline, removing ego. Psilocybin, removing ego. Iboga, removing ego. Alcohol, raising ego. Cocaine, raising ego. You can do alcohol right, one or two drinks. You got your operating system's working right. Then you're in a nice flow state and you're good. But it's all alchemy. You get a little bit too much, all of a sudden, it's pulling and leaching all of the minerals out of your body, specifically magnesium. Magnesium is the mineral or the electrolyte or the cofactor that allows cells to communicate. So all of a sudden, you're removing your body's ability to communicate with each other. That's when you see people black out, right? You've, um, we've all been there, right? You drink too much, you black out. What happens to that person? 
they completely shift consciousness. Do you have friends that you knew that would drink too much and they became a completely different person? Yeah. I mean, shit. I, I, I wasn't a completely different person, um, but I've blacked out before. You know, I've had plenty of you have times. You no idea was, what you did. I was telling you this story yeah. out in Newport where I projectile yeah. vomited onto the bar while <laughs> first weekend I was, I was intimate with my wife, yeah. you know, and hanging with the Baders and Tom Lawler. Yeah. Uh, plenty, countless experiences like that in my youth. Yeah. And, and everyone pretty much has gone through that. That's, the, that's when the body is just completely in rejection mode and just has to get it out. But, but once you get into that drunk stage, you're basically, you've removed your essence. You've pissed it out. You've breathed it out. You know, when you drink a lot, you can feel it in your breath. Yeah, especially the next day. It's like, oh boy. Because it's coming out of your lungs. Your liver got overworked. It couldn't metabolize anymore. So it went through the portal vein, went into the bloodstream. The first place to go out outside of the bloodstream is the lungs. And it has that like, you could feel it's like almost flammable, right? Like your, your cough or your breath, if you had a match there, could spark it. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you got to off gas. You got to off gas it, right? So your lungs, you're breathing it out. Then the lungs could, can't take it anymore. So you're, you're inflaming your entire lungs. And then it goes, towards, goes to your heart. Once it goes to your heart, then it's pushed to the brain. This is, you're in this like kind of like cycle here. So my, my whole point with all this, not to go down the deep rabbit hole of what, how alcohol works, is, is that alchemy and our spirituality, they're all one and the same. You know, we, we have to approach things from a scientific perspective, but also a spiritual perspective. And understanding how alcohol works in the body is a critical way of looking at your life. And that's a, it's a good like litmus test or a good projection. You know, too many drinks pulls you out of a possible um, luciferic vision of being, you know, we're omnipresent, omnipresent, where you can see things. Everyone has that. One or two drinks of alcohol loosens you up, gets you comfortable, relaxes you. Six to eight drinks turns you into an harmonic shell of yourself and you basically become, uh, you know, any walk-in can jump in you. You know what I mean? And you you know, that's the whole thing. That's why we have Alcoholics Anonymous. That's why alcoholism is considered an actual disease, but it's really just a dis-ease. That's ultimately what we're dealing with. And these, these are just, the reason why I'm talking about this is just another way of looking at this, these impulses and how they show up. And it could, be, it could be in anything from pharmaceutical drugs to lifestyle to what you're doing every day to sexual addictions. You know, your sexual addictions could be extremely luciferic, right? You could have this mentality that you are, you're dominating your partner or you're dominating women or, or you're dominating men. That could be a luciferic. But also, if, if it's got no soul to it at all, then you're just, you know, you're participating in an harmonic adventure where you're just a body right? Devoid of the connection, devoid of anything that's worth meaning, you know, and that could be your karma, right? But at least by listening to this conversation, you've been given the opportunity to possibly have a perspective outside of the one that you were grown up with. Absolutely, brother. (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite conversation. I don't know, man. This is the stuff I love, man. We could talk about all the hell stuff, which I love and what we're all these things, but this is like, this is it for me, man. Yeah, we gotta like, we probably gotta go and and speak to large groups of people and real and really because this is just the beginning. We just got into the first chapter, right? I'm just setting stage with you, 
on, on the impulses, there is deep layers that we can go into. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I already ordered four of these and I'm going to dive into yeah. all of them. And the next time we see each other, hopefully in Austin soon, uh, we might be able to just run it back and take an even deeper dive into this. Let's please do that. I, I think this is, uh, this was perfect. It's been such an epic time with you, time with our, our entire crew. And um, I will see you definitely in Austin. And Kyle's trying to get me to, for us to all move out to Austin and, and go that route. I'm always open. I'm not locked into anything. So we'll check it out and see how it flows. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, man. It's been excellent being here with you guys. I absolutely love you. I love the time that we've been able to spend together and really connect, brother. It's been an honor, brother. Thank you guys for tuning into the show today with my boy, Shervin. I hope you guys take a deep dive. We will link to uh, both these books, The Influences of Lucifer and Ariman in the show notes, as well as another book simply just on Ariman, who, of course, as you have just learned, is being birthed right now in the 21st century. Is it the 21st century or is it the 22nd century? I think we're in the 21st century. So hopefully I'm not off by 100 years. But... I want you guys to get the dopest discount ever on Symbiotica Supplements. So check out the link in the show notes. And if you subscribe uh, to that, you're going to get an additional 5% off each product you add up to five products. So for that first order, that first month, you can get up to 40% off and then an additional 25% off each and every month as long as you stay subscribed to these products. My favorites include many, but uh, what Tosh has taken throughout pregnancy and still while nursing is something that I have taken throughout that process as well. The Synergy B12 and Fulvic uh, is absolutely phenomenal. It's all methylated B12 and methylated folate in addition to some other goodies. There's D3K2, CoQ10, absolutely phenomenal and one of the best things you'll ever take for immune function, whether it's summertime or wintertime, that shit doesn't matter. In addition to that, they have a number of other fantastic products such as the Omega, which is the best DHA on the planet. It is from marine algae harvested, I think, in Iceland, if I remember correctly. All of their products are vegan. So if I do have a few vegan listeners, guess what? You're in luck. I recommended this to Amber Sears, who, of course, many of you know, JP Sears, beautiful and wonderful wife, who is a vegan, as the very best product she could possibly take. And Shervine created this for vegans who needed to get all the micronutrients they weren't getting in their diet. So if you have vegan friends, highly recommend this to them. Also check out their vitamin C. It is incredible. And they have a rapid immune response that includes zinc and other goodies and elderberry. It tastes fan-fucking-tastic. Every product I've ever tried from these guys is phenomenal. They've even just added a sulforaphane product. Many of you have heard Dr. Rhonda Patrick mention this. It's in an easy squeeze pack and it's spicy. You're getting like a pound of broccoli sprouts in one convenient, easy to take packet on the go. And of course, they have magnesium L3 and 8, which is the brain food, brain magnesium that is absolutely incredible. And of course, everything liposomal, everything engulfed in this wonderful little fat globule so you get the most of it into the bloodstream, not destroyed in the gut like most supplements do. Check it all out over at symbiotica.com and check my link in the show notes to get your discount. Love you guys and I can't wait to talk to you next week.